This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. This is episode 169. That's what David Bowie and Mitch Jagger did in the bathroom. It is <laughs> September 14th, 20, 23. We finally got some good birthdays. Happy birthday, Sam Neal. Welcome to Jurassic Park, my friend. Yeah. Um, she's a clever girl. <laughs> uh, that was not Sam Neill. That was, uh, Muldoon. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably watch Jurassic Park for a second time since 1993. No, you shouldn't. And yeah. I'm sorry that I, I have to use Sam Neill to bring this up. And, and I know Jurassic Park won our Steven Spielberg tournament, but it's not a, it's not a great movie. That's good. It's That's definitely good to know. It's, de- it's definitely not a good story. I mean, first yeah. of all, Michael Crichton's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh-huh. the whole back to Sam Neill when he says you bred raptors, like literally, that is the stupidest thing that they could do. Like, let's let let's bring back the most vicious killing machine ever. Because <laughs> yeah. you know we're definitely gonna have to put it in a cage where nobody can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But also shout out to Sam Neill in Event Horizon. Very underrated horror movie. Yeah, still haven't seen it. Oh, I've, I feel like I've tried and I just like, it just, I I just need to sit down and do it. But yeah. Um, uh, happy, also, happy, oh, it, it, in one of my favorite modern movies, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. As discussed a few weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, uh a goat farmer, I want to say, or sheep farmer. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. He's got something. Pigs, maybe. Uh, happy fiftieth! Couldn't believe he was fifty today. Nas. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been making cars go since fifty years ago. Got to hit the Nas. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Oh man, yeah. Um, also. The very first VMAs uh, was broadcast on this day back in 1984. So I, I technically that would make this the the one from over the weekend the 40th VMAs, correct? Uh Yeah, I believe so. I think so. That uh that very first VMAs hosted Do, by Well, go ahead. Uh can I guess? Sure. Hosted by Dan Aykroyd and Cindy Lauper. <laughs> Almost. Bet Midler. Oh, damn. And you know, uh, icons of the youth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And uh I think I know um the winner of the the prize of the night, best video, I believe was Take On Me in that first year. 
you know what? We're just gonna go with that. We we're good with rewriting history here yeah. on the tournaments <laughs> podcast. So, no, um, I, and I I say that you know kind of tongue in cheek about about the youth. So Dan Aykroyd was only thirty two at the time, uh, just coming off of SNL. But Bette Midler, thirty nine. I, I don't yeah. think all the teens were out there lining up for Bette Midler tickets. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, know. Maybe, maybe. maybe if it would have been a few years later and she was promoting beaches. <laughs> uh, well, and, and we love uh, we love a good anniversary of a record. Um, and this this man has come up uh, before. Uh, but Mr. Cal Ripken, not only does he hold the record for uh, consecutive games played, but this this is actually incredible to me. He holds the record for consecutive innings played. He played in over 900 straight games every inning. That's fucking insane. Th- right? Yeah. That, 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 that ended on this day in 1987, and it also ended his third most iconic record, the most consecutive nights eating ass. Oh, Jake. Oh, come on. Hey, it's going to come up later. We are a pro-butt podcast, and you knew that. Um, you know, Kel Ripken is a very respected, respectable <laughs> person, and I don't think we should uh, make jokes like that about him on the podcast. Hey, you know, ma- maybe if we wanted to joke about him having a disease named after himself, <laughs> I, I could see that. But Dude, it's okay. Much like Brett Summers. Cal Ripken still fucks. Oh, yeah. So. All right. We are clearly off to a smashing start here. (laughs) (laughs) We have Ryan Barrett. What's happening, everybody? And I'm Jake. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Ryan, how's the last week been? Oh, it's been so good. Um, Yeah? Had a really great weekend. Pretty chill. Um, Not as good as mine. Yeah, <laughs> um, I um, I just hung out all week with my beautiful, amazing girlfriend Netta. Um, we spent spent a lot of time um, with our uh, YouTube channel slash uh, Instagram channel, Sodas and Sneakers. Um, I spent a ton of time doing editing and um, getting. Wait, can a new- I jump in here? Yeah. So so now you are not only on Instagram, but also YouTube, still not TikTok. No, I, we, <laughs> we, we do have a TikTok account and I try, I put one video up there, but it's just not, I don't know. Uh, I get it. You know. I will not, be your content manager if you need help. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... So did a lot of that. Did some thrift shopping on Monday. Went to a couple thrift stores. Ooh, mm. C- couple Just good like there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, the big content pieces of the week. A movie that's been on my list for years, and I feel like, especially since our tournament a few months back. I've been chomping at the bit to watch this movie, and finally it became free to stream recently. So we watched Collateral. 
Oh, <laughs> very Fucking similar to the town. Awesome movie. Oh, great movie. So good. I mean, Tom Cruise is great in it, but I mean, and so is Jamie Foxx. And, and I mean, just edge of your seat, multiple false endings where you're, yeah. it's like Halloween style almost, where you're like, oh, finally, it's over. He's dead. Nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, r- really fun movie. Great performances. Um, the other thing, what we probably spent the most time doing over the weekend was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, I haven't seen the last two or three seasons. And Netta loved the last few seasons. But we're kind of working our way up to that just as a refresher. I think we've both seen like the first several seasons a lot. Netta hadn't seen the middle seasons quite as much. So we started at season six. Oh, the introduction of, uh, you know, JB Smoove, Leon, Mm -hmm. uh, who's like my favorite character. He's so fucking hilarious reinvigorated that i mean the show's always been great but i mean like it had definitely kind of i don't want to say hit a stale point but yeah he just he he injected new life into that show yep yep no he him and larry and the way they play off each other is just like one of the great uh you know comedy teams of um course. but yeah no just so i think we're on to maybe middle of season seven or maybe starting season eight now so we're plowing through that. It's been fun. Yeah, and and season twelve on its way some sometime soon. Oh, fun! Yeah, maybe maybe we can get there by the time uh, twelve starts. We'll see. Um, well, speaking of HBO, uh, I watched that uh, three-part docu series, Telemarketers. I want to watch yeah. that. How was it? It's very good. So for for those who are not in the know. It is kind of a undercover um, look at, uh, you know, we've often all gotten calls uh, asking for donate to the police or donate to the fraternal order of the police. And it, and it goes into how it's actually these big conglomerate companies that are running these phone calls. And it's it's not legally a scam, but it is a scam where, you know, essentially these charitable organizations are paying these companies to collect money for them and in return only getting a very tiny percentage of the money that's actually collected. And it just, it, it goes into how gross and corrupt all this is. And what's, what's so fun about it is so much of the footage comes from not these two main guys actually being investigative journalists, but the fact that they spent so many years working for a couple of these companies and the companies didn't care what you did as long as you got your phone calls in, you know? So there, there's, there, there's videos of, uh, of people like shooting up in the office, like just, just the craziest ass. Cause again, to, to employ, to, to find employees for these companies, they would prey on, on the weakest and, and, you know, people who had no other options. So it's, 
it, it, it's kind of a sad twist of irony that you have former convicts calling and begging for donations for the police <laughs> yeah. when they shouldn't have been convicted in the first place. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, real, real good. And um, kind of a, you know, I'm not spoiling anything, but kind of an anticlimactic ending to the show. But now the show has brought new attention and, and kind of reopened uh, some some things. So really really worth checking out if you like kind of those kind of weird docu series and yeah and s- some very very interesting characters in it so uh there's always that to fall back on very much um do you remember american movie oh yeah uh, uh, <laughs> there's definitely a mike shank type character <laughs> r.i.p who, who we lost recently but nice um continuing on hbo i revisited juno Oh, nice. Do you know that movie is not very good? Oh, boy. No. It, it's okay, but it's like 90% soundtrack. Yeah. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of needle drafts. Well, it, 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 you know, it's funny. All of the performances are good. Allison Janney, J.K. Simmons, Elliot Page, Michael Sarah, they they're all great. Just not cohesively if that makes mm-hmm. sense like not it again really good performances just rewatching it what to me it wasn't that great of a movie i don't sure think, but eh, you know sometimes we gotta revisit things and, and reevaluate um lastly i went to the theater i did not amc but i went to the theater and saw the new hit r-rated comedy bottoms nice and this this movie was so, so much better than it deserved to be. Wow. Like, you know, I and I knew what it was going in. Um, for those of you who don't know, it is about uh, two high school lesbians who start a fight club to turn their straight crushes gay. <laughs> <laughs> and if that sounds like a ridiculous premise the universe that this movie takes place in is extremely ridiculous like it gave me it, it kind of gave me like revenge of the nerds vibes like okay characters like that don't exist in real life but they just sure. they they took it to a whole nother level where i, I mean <laughs> marshawn lynch is their teacher he 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 spends most of the at least classroom scenes reading a uh a porno magazine called happily divorced (laughs) (laughs) it's just weird it's weird it's awesome it's so funny uh great cameo appearance from punky johnson love love that she's getting some work I, i think punky johnson is hilarious so a huge huge recommend for bottoms get i and you know what we talked about it a few weeks ago how you know you don't get too many comedies that you can see i i i was the only person in the theater and i was laughing out loud like mm-hmm. like there were yeah i mean it's it's so dumb but it's it's so dumb in the right way where you're like oh actually that's kind of smart that's I, I get it now <laughs> yeah. so hope everybody out there goes and sees bottoms but we need to get back into the last little bit of the first round of our Bowie and Queen tournament. A few matchups to finish up on the Queen side. And 
I know I know we've had some struggles, you know, deciding with some of the Bowie songs. I think this a couple of these, one in particular, I've got a lot to say about, and the, the, these might be some of the toughest matchups. But let's not waste any time and get into it. So first up today, and being voted on today, we have "I Want to Break Free." From, released in April of 1984 from the album The Works. Second single off that album. Went to number three in the UK, only number 45 in the US, and I think I know why, but it is going up against Keep Yourself Alive, Queen's debut single uh, from July of 1973. Never charted, uh, even though nowadays it's remembered as one of their most iconic songs. Did not chart whatsoever. Um, I want to break free. I think the big reason for the disparity in the chart position here was the music video. So very, very iconic music video uh, where all of the members appear in drag. Um, very common in the UK at the time. Super controversial in the US. I think that, again, what kind of hurt it. But uh, how are you going to be voting here? Um, I think I'm leaning I want to break free. Um, I enjoy that song. I think it's a good kind of like eighties rock song. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm not crazy about either of these songs, but that's, and I don't have any like super strong feelings, honestly, but I'm kind of leaning that way right now. I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough for me because I do, I love, I want to break free, but like keep yourself alive. Definitely brings that like raw energy that early queen had and i and i really enjoy so uh tough one for me it it's so far i mean it's early today it's looking like it's going to be i want to break free but we will see um next matchup we have don't stop me now from the album jazz released in january of 1979 going up against i want it all released in may of 1989 so almost 10 years apart here um, that was the first single from The Miracle, uh, their 13th studio album. We talked a little bit about it a few weeks ago. Uh, very much became an anti-apartheid song. Um, but what was interesting to me about uh, I Want It All, uh, the, so this song was written while the band knew that Mercury uh, had HIV, but it was not public knowledge yet. Uh, it wouldn't become public knowledge uh, for another year or so. But uh, Don't Stop Me Now, obviously that iconic scene from Shaun of the Dead. And I'm sorry, I keep using the word iconic way too much. (laughs) (laughs) But definitely like revitalized and repopularized that song. Uh, Do you love Don't Stop Me Now? Of course. Okay. I I don't know who doesn't. Like, (laughs) I feel like the only way you can not like Don't Stop Me Now is if you've heard it too many times and you're sick of it. Or if you're a zombie. Or if you're a zombie and you've been attacked to the soundtrack of that song. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, I think this is just, it's one of those like perfect, fun, queen pop songs. Um, It's just so much fun. And yeah, I don't don't know. It's, to me, this is a no brainer, even though I want it all is, you know, uh, Good. good late period queen song. Uh, this is a no-brainer. It's Don't Stop Me Now. Yeah, and I think, you know, Don't Stop Me Now could could get hot. Could get hot. Agreed. And, 
and go a I little think it way. It could be a dark horse. Oh yeah. Oh, very much so. I mean, I uh, and I agree with you. I will be voting for "Don't Stop Me Now." Um, I don't want to belabor any more on that because. I'm going to try and not talk for half an hour on this next matchup. And I'm going to take this slowly because there's a lot of info here. <laughs> so coming up first, we have uh, from 1980, uh, released in August of 1980 from the album The Game, Another One Bites the Dust. Now, at the time, a very popular song. Uh, a lot of people... The, you know, not naming any comedians' names, Brian Posehn, um, did not consider it one of Queen's best songs. But this was their second and last U.S. number one single. Spent three weeks atop the Billboard charts. Uh, I believe went to number two in the U.K. Uh, top ten in 13 countries, including going to number one and get this, Israel. Hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't have expected that. Their best-selling resonated. single. It resonated. Yeah, totally. They just they got it there. Um, <laughs> their best-selling single at over 7 million copies uh, was inspired by the song Good Times, which hmm. was ripped off by Rapper's Delight. Yeah, and now I can't unhear it. Every time I hear another one bites the dust, I want to just go yeah. a hip hop, a hip, it is a hip, <laughs> yeah. hip, hip hop. You don't stop. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it is almost the exact same baseline. But funny way this song became a single. Uh, your uh, favorite pariah, uh, Michael pariah Jackson. Carey. Oh, <laughs> no, not Mariah, pariah. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> this story would be funnier if it was Mariah Carey. No, Michael Jackson attended a Queen song and uh, met up with Mercury after the concert and told him, like, you need to release this song as a single. Huh. Um, it was nominated for, for the Grammy for Best Rock Performance, Rock Pop Performance by a Group or Duo, Lost to Against the Wind by Bob Seger. Boo. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I would have voted uh, another one bites the dust. But it was supposed to be included in the film Rocky Three, only to be replaced by Eye of the Tiger. That's wild, because another one bites the dust in Eye of the Tiger, I think of almost being interchangeable. <laughs> they're pretty much the same. Even though they're different, they're totally different songs. Like, the sentiment is so similar, and they're just so, like... I, I think of them as being, like, sort of the same. So yeah. that's so crazy that, that it was considered for Rocky Three. So commercially, easily, you know, at the height of their career, their biggest song of all time. But, and I mean that, it is going yeah. up against, it is going up against Fat Bottomed Girls from the Jazz album released in October of 1978. This is a bluesy and metallic song, uh, you know, co-released uh, double A-side with Bicycle Race. And both of those songs mention the other song. Which, which I found kind of cool. And clearly, as established many, many times and earlier today, we are a pro-butt podcast. 
This is tough. I mean, Fat Bottom Girls, it inspired one of your favorite Spinal Tap songs, yep. Big Bottom. I, I was just going to say the same thing. And clearly, Mr. Sir Mix-a-Lot owes a little bit <laughs> to, to Fat Bottom Girls. I, I mean, they were Queen was doing it long before he was. Actually, there is a line... In Fat Bottom Girls, if I'm not mistaken, where Freddie Mercury says, L.A. face with the Oakland booty, right? <laughs> yeah. He coined that. He, he, mm-hmm. he was the originator. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually got writing credit on uh, Baby Got <laughs> yeah. Back because of that. It's, yeah. It's in the liner that's his, notes. That's his sample. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, this is, a, this is a tough, tough matchup, but... I got to think with my head. I got to think with my heart. And my heart is in my butt. Hmm. It's Fat Bottom Girls. For me, the, this one's really tough. I, I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm kind of leaning another one bites the dust, but I'm right. I'm on the line. I don't know. I, I've always... Fat Bottom Girls was one of those songs I used to love as a kid. And then listening, you know, you know what kind of fucked it up for me was karaoke. Like hearing so many people sing this song in karaoke. I'm like, oh, this song kind of, it's just like really basic blues song, you know? Yeah. Um, It's not, it's just the like parts where like the harmonies come in and stuff where it's like, oh, this is a queen song. But when it's just the verses, it's just kind of like a honky-tonky blues song, um, which I'm just kind of so-so on. I, I love the, the fact that it did um, inspire Big Bottom, which is one of, uh, you know, the great moments in Spinal Tap. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, between Fat Bottom Girls and Bicycle Race... There's no fucking contest. Like Bicycle sure. Race, in my opinion, is so much better. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think both of these songs are great. Uh, or, you know, I guess Fat Bottom Girls, I just said I don't think is great. But, you know, these are both good songs. I think I'm leaning another one bites the dust. Well, I will tell you what. This rockin' world would cease to spin round if it wasn't for those Fat Bottom Girls. <laughs> so... Uh, tough one, tough one here. Uh, real quick, I, I now you know side side uh, verses. Uh, Big Bottom or Sex Farm from Spinal Tap. Oh, I'd have to say Big Bottom. <laughs> I mean, the, it's definitely. I wouldn't put Big Bottom in the top three Spinal Tap songs. I also wouldn't put Sex Farm in the top three. I mean, like Stonehenge, I would put in there. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm having, I can't think of other titles right off the top of my head, but I know Big Bottom, I love, I wouldn't put it in my top, top Spinal Tap songs. That's okay. Uh, all right. Two, two more matchups to get to today. Uh, coming up next, we have Tie Your Mother Down, the opening song from A Day at the Races, second single released off that album from March of 1977. It's got elements of metal and glam at the same time. Went to number three in the UK, number 49 in the US. Going up against Killer Queen, 
uh, released in October of 1974 from their third album, Sheer Heart Attack. It was their first uh, U.S. hit, uh, making it all the way to number 12, went to number two in the U.K. It's art, power pop. It's got those iconic harmonies. It's almost like a cabaret-ish type song, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Again, two very, very famous Queen songs. I feel like I'm leaning Killer Queen, though. How about you? I'm, to me, this is a slam dunk. I think Killer Queen, along with Bicycle Race, and You're My Best Friend, I think those are my Queen top three. Okay. Um, Killer Queen, though, I just think, I, I think when you're talking about the essential Queen sound, mm-hmm. I think Killer Queen is like the most representative of like what their seventies sound is, you know? Yeah. Can I, I'm going to, I'm going to make a, a crazy statement. I would take killer queen over Bohemian Rhapsody any day of the week. Me too. Excellent. Cause I feel like, again, they both are obviously like grandiose productions, but with Bohemian Rhapsody, it almost feels like they're trying to put too much into it, like Bohemian Rhapsody is comedy, drama, horror, sci-fi, <laughs> yeah. uh, documentary, <laughs> everything. No. Whereas, no. like Killer Queen is like a complete production. It's got multiple weird parts, but it's a complete production, and I I yep. love it. No, I, I love that song so much. I I totally agree, and I actually just like you know how the, there's a difference between hearing something and listening to something. I, I just listened sure. to, I mean, you know, it's about intention. No, I don't even. <laughs> I, I listened to Bohemian Rhapsody the other day for the first time in a while. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's been years since I really like played Bohemian Rhapsody on purpose. And, um, you know, I, I love the, the verses yeah. so much. You know what I mean? Like. The the straight part of that song is so great. Whoa, whoa, it, whoa! It's, it, <laughs> if yeah, you say, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, no, the <laughs> the the opera part of that song <laughs> is the part that I think it's most well known for, <laughs> and <laughs> it it's the part that it's so well known for, and I think the part that kind of takes it off track. You know what I mean? I th- I think that if it were just the you know the the meat of the song i think i'm not gonna go back to saying the straight part of the song but but you you know what i mean i i think that part of the song is so great i think it just kind of goes to all over the place um sure so yeah no you're right you're right back to killer queen (laughs) yes (laughs) uh Honestly, I feel like Killer Queen, again, could go far in this tournament. I think the one thing maybe standing in its way comes up in our next matchup. But I, I, I think Killer Queen ha- has a, a chance to, you know, semifinals for sure. Sure. But first, it will have to get through the winner of this n- last matchup that we're going to talk to today. And I love both these songs, but I think this is uh, uh, an easy and de- decisive victory for one of them. We have uh, Radio Gaga, from uh, released in January of 1984 from the album The Works. 
this was written by drummer Roger Taylor. I was very surprised to learn that he was the one who wrote this song. Uh, crazy. Went number one in 19 different countries. Neither of them were the United Kingdom or United States. <laughs> yeah, I, I had never heard this song until the movie, I don't think. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it went to number two in the UK, number 16 in the US. You know, um, definitely it, it's much of uh, akin to like Video Killed the Radio Star. This is, this is a, a song about the, the love for, you know, radio when that was the main medium and, and you know tuning into like radio shows uh references war of the worlds and uh winston churchill's uh finest hours speech uh you know iconic uh you know radio moments going up against flash from flash gordon uh great song but again i think this is radio gaga in a landslide um there are there have been times that this has been my favorite Queen song, but it's newer to you, so I'd like to hear what you think. Um, I'm not a big fan of Radio Gaga. Um, really? Yeah, to me, I'm I'm going Flash here. Oh boy! Yeah. So what what is it you don't like about Radio Gaga? I don't know. I I can't say. Um, the melody, the lyrics, the vocals, the instruments, um, <laughs> stuff like that. The baby talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The goo goo gaga stuff, mainly. <laughs> that, that's what Strang- really turns me off. St- strangely enough, inspiration for the band name Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, is that no? You're kidding, no. right? Um, the well, I, I I know it is that that is where Lady Gaga got her name from, though. I mean, this is yet another unsolved mystery. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think that that is, like, um, I think has become sort of, like, obvious trivia now, right? That Lady yeah. Gaga got her name from this song. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, yeah, to me, this song's just okay. Flash is extraordinary in some way. You know what I mean? So I think I'm going Flash. Real quick, I I still call her Stephanie. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> just <laughs> I, I've always just called her the germ because that that's what we called her in high school. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so Ryan's going Flash. I'm going Radio Gaga. I, 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 I apologize. I, I feel like you're going to be on the outside looking in. I think Radio Gaga has has a chance to again could be a dark horse. I don't know. I don't know. Um, next week we'll be getting into the second round. We'll also discuss some of the songs that somehow did not make our tournament. It's a short list, but it's also an important list, so uh, should be very very interesting. Um, w- one that, prediction. One yes. prediction from this side of the uh tournament yeah i think one of these songs will definitely bite the dust another (laughs) another one of them i hate you so much (laughs) i'm gonna kick your ass next week (laughs) oh boy Uh, well again pro pro butt podcast (laughs) (laughs) uh well that's all i have for this week uh you got anything else Nope. No, no movies on the horizon. 
No, I don't think so. Pretty wide open schedule. Although, Although I'd I've, like I've, I'd like to get out and see Bottoms. I haven't been to the movie theater in a while. Right on. Yeah, it's it, it, um I will say I was kind of angry at myself because like I said I was the only one in the theater and when I walked in I I purchased my ticket online as one does these days <laughs> and nobody checked me. I wasted oh, wow. I, I, I I gave twelve dollars to the AMTMP or whatever yeah. those assholes acronym is yeah. when I could have just walked in and stuck it to them. Yeah, too bad. Yeah, but at least at least bottoms the 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 bottoms crew will see a portion of that money. Yes, yes, that's all that's important. Yeah. Um, speaking of, yeah. Uh, we we support uh, the SGA, the WGA. Keep going. Uh, I'm I'm in no hurry for television to come back. I mean, there's shows I'm looking forward to. Yeah. But solidarity with the strikers. Yeah, and I mean, this is just better news for Big Brother and Survivor and the challenge. So no, it I hate you. Oh. <laughs> this is all your fault. This is your fault. You've been streaming so much of these horrible reality shows. They're TV like, we can get away just, with it. TV will be just fine without writers. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well. For everyone out there in the Pop Tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop, pop. 169.